certain way, some people, and there's a lot of people who have lately been, like, coming out and being like, hey, like, I had a lot to learn, like, I'm sorry, you know, and I think feelings of pain and whatnot aside, I think the ultimate goal is growth. Yeah, growth has got to be the process. And so I personally, because all I can do as a supporter is focus on the ultimate goal, which is growth. And so if people are showing growth, I would like to, or if they're open to a conversation, you know, I would like to, you know, engage into the option of growing other people. Just having the conversation, I feel like, is a big part. Yeah. And I just, you know... Not just because I've had interracial relationships, but even as a kid, like, I had experiences with classmates. And, like, someone who was my really good friend, and one day we were playing, and I think I was in kindergarten or first grade. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday. Maybe not the grade, but I remember exactly. I could draw a picture. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday because I was so shocked and I just remember thinking that is not okay and no one had to tell me that I just thought that was not okay and I knew that wasn't okay and it was my classmate and I like he was black at the time like I know people judge when people say this but like at the time I never really registered that he was a different race. Yeah, for sure. Like, I could acknowledge we didn't have the same, same. skin tone. Yeah, but he was just but different. But the concept of different races wasn't something I was familiar with at the time. So that wasn't something that I ever acknowledged. Yeah, it wasn't. You just weren't. You, 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 you like, didn't I see thought it. he was a person who was darker than me. Yeah, him, for sure. Know? And so we were playing one Was it day. weird? What was weird? Hanging out with him? At, like, recess? No, was it weird just, like, acknowledging it, like, like he's like not the well, same as the I am. Well, the experience I had that he expressed to me was really, I guess you could say weird, but more like really mm. eye-opening to me. Mm. And that's, I think I've always realized that people could be misunderstood and whatnot, but that was one thing that just I will always remember, and it definitely has like affected me through my life. How has it affected you just because you've, like, been able to see, like, firsthand? Maybe, but so what the situation was, we were playing at recess, and something came up about our families, like our mom or our dad, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really, like, have a dad or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I have a mom and a dad, but, like, he said something about being scared to talk about his mom because, like, she's um white and his dad's black or vice versa or something Mm. and i remember i looked at him and i was like super innocently i was just like i don't what's i was like what's the problem you just didn't see it i didn't ever see a problem i didn't understand why that mattered and so when he told me that it was something that scared him or something that bothered him it kind of shook me because mm. for me and I and I know what the problem was is because not everyone thinks like me well not everyone just had to see it so. yeah and like what shook me was that 
feeling he had and the way I saw it on his face and the way I'm really, really empathetic and the way that made me feel. Empathetic makes you humble. I just was so bothered that someone at so our close age. To, uh, who you knew personally? Or even just that young would have that thought. And like we grew up and it was Casper, Wyoming. It was super white, super like. But I mean, like, it is what you're used to. But like I grew up, I had several friends. Like my mom had friends, you know. And we would go hang out with them. You know, they were black. Like, we would hang out with their daughters and their sons. Like, it was never something that ever was... Yeah, you would hang out with people. You know, and kind of like what Ashley was saying, it's like what you grow up with, you're more likely to make relationships with. Right. And I'm not saying I necessarily grew up with, like, a huge diversity, but I have distinct memories of when I was super young having friends that were different races. Like, I had Asian friends that I had sleepovers with. I had, like, super Latino friends that, like, spoke Spanish to their families when I was there. Like, it was never something that my mom was concerned about. You know how some families would be like, well, who is this Yeah, who is this guy? Like, he's not like us. It was never what. My mom was just like, are they good people? Like, do you feel safe? Like. I feel like that is so, like, far gone on, like, our generation, like. I gotta be honest, like, even if I had, like, a kid come over, like, if I have a, like, have a daughter, and, like, her boyfriend wants to come over, and he's, like, a white guy, I'm gonna be, like, mm. <laughs> and not because he's white, but just because I don't see him every day. Yeah. And then I might be, like, mm, he's also white, yeah. you know? And, like, I feel like that's also how, like, white people feel about black people. They're just, like, they're not bad. You know, like, they're yeah. just people, but they're also fucking black, like, you know. So how do we get rid of that stigmatism? Well, I've had, a f I have several thoughts about it, and it's hard for people to be patient enough to hear me express all well, of express them. Well, express it. Express but, it. Talk to me. But, Talk to me, sis. But one of them is the amount we focus on it as a community and the amount we talk about it in a sense, keeps it alive. So what's the alternative? Like, Do we just stay silent? No, I don't mean that at all. But Keep in the sense... In a sense what? In the sense of like, you know how when news reporters or anything, they're like, so a black man do, 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 or a white man, like if, so if, the media? if it got to a focus of a 24-year-old man saved the life of, and it just, if it if it wasn't focused on in the same way, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so if, like the, if the headline wasn't consistently evolved around race, for one, I think that would have a huge impact. It was more resolved around the problem than race. Yeah. Gotcha. Obviously, media has an impact. Media has a definite impact. So We're if, like a different age. If the focus was more on the concept rather than, you know, because, and I... Okay. Speak it up. Tell so, me, sis. So Talk to me. I think a lot of actions and laws or whatever sometimes are meant for the good, but you know they they can, profit the bad though. That's the problem. Yeah, they can easily be manipulated, and so when you have a system that is you know, embarrassed about okay. its history, like America is. We don't want to talk about yeah, any of no it. No one wants to talk about America's history because it's fucking terrible. Yeah, 
So when you have a history that's that embarrassed, and you pass civil rights laws, and you know that there's still problems, if someone does something amazing and they happen to be black, it almost becomes a problem that they want to highlight the fact that, hey, a black did person great. did a good thing. Yeah. Like, so, like, I can... It's, it's a catch-22. It, it is. And so I think on one hand, one of the problems is maybe not talking about it as much in that same way in media. Yeah, true. And then another thing is... And Sean really brought this to my attention, and I can't remember exactly what it was called, but I think he said something along the lines of, like, generational um, trauma. Mm. And so, like, He's say, going through certain shit. So say your dad's dad, so your grandpa, okay. got abused by the police, arrested, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And he told your dad about it. And so your dad carried that stress and walked a certain way and whatever. And then you learned that from your dad. Mm -hmm. There's a certain generational trauma. It keeps you repeating. And one thing I learned with Sean, which I've never experienced before, because I've dated several races. Like, I've dated Asian people. Like, one thing I've never experienced in the same way, which I get kind of judged for saying this, but I've never felt more judged than being around, like, African-Americans when we I'm dating. We are high race, like, you know why? Because we've been through so much shit, so it's like, we see all these things, and, like, when we, like, meet people, we, like, we almost, like, take them at face value, and then we don't. But even to each other. Like, if you're not dark enough, or if you're not light enough, or if you've got a certain type exactly, of hair. Exactly, face like, value. Like, we just see how you are, and, like, you know, because like Sean's it, half black, half white. And so, like, some of his family, you know, he obviously comes across as black. Because he's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and some of his family is, like, obvious. They've said certain things. Or, like, his friends, you know, they're like, he's a black friend. But to some of his black friends, they all make fun of him for being so light-skinned. And then, you know, it's mm. like, I've never been, this, during my relationship with Sean was the first time I've heard it to my face, like, um, a girl who, I like, whatever, happened to be black, like, saw us together and, like, made a really awful comment, like, oh, what, we're not good enough for you, like, do, 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 like, to him. It's not, oh, they were show. saying it to him. They were like, oh, what, you can't date a black girl, like, we're not good enough for you, whatever the, you know, just, like, going off. And I just have never experienced that before. It's a tough round day experience because it's like 50-50. Yeah. Like you're expecting the worst, but also at the same time you're like hoping for the best. So I think it's a much more deep-rooted issue than people like to acknowledge. Like it's not only in white people, but the trauma of what what people who have been through slavery and then raised from slaves. like, Like black people. It's effect. It's enrooted not only in African Americans but also in white people, and the way we focus on it isn't necessarily right. focused on healing, and it can be easily manipulated. So, like you've got laws like people hiring acts that are meant to be good, but they can easily like. You I know, wouldn't say easily, just because, like... No, I mean, like, there's been cases where someone has been like, I would fire you if it wasn't for the, like, you know, whatever act. So there's certain circumstances where people can be hired and then abused for it at work. And so it's like, that's my point. It's like, you've got things that are meant to be good, but you've got people who are abusing them. 
And so we I need mean, to really just... look at everything as a whole. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, it's just, it's just like, like the Black Lives Matter, like the Blue Lives Matter. Well, there's, I can't, I, Blue Lives is a job. It is a job. It's a career. It's not a life, like. Like, you can be a good cop, but your life is not blue. Yeah, you take off that badge when you get home. But it's just so true. It's not something you can argue about. Like, you don't, your outfit is not, what are you, an X-Men? Like, come on. It's not like you're, you know, you're not like, blue. Like, you know yeah, what the fuck I'm like saying? Doctor Spirio, fuck. Like, come on. You're not a blue life. You're a life. You are a life, and I feel like that's a And little, you represent yeah. something, and that is protecting and serving. And if you're not protecting, then you're not doing something right. Yeah, if you're not protecting, you're not serving. And so then, if that offends you, that people have a problem with that, and your first instinct is to say, but well, I'm blue. But how do you educate those people that, like... We do care about blue lives, but blue lives aren't the problem. It's the blue lives that are consistently causing problems for black mm-hmm. lives. Like, how do we educate those people that are like... It's tough, because they have to be open to a conversation. But how many... And that's the problem. Like, a lot you know, of them are like you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. It's... Because they don't even see the problem. And that's a problem. And, and so that's the big problem. I think all we can do is... Oh, it's tough because on one hand, you want to say, hey, like, we just have to keep spreading love and preach, you know, like, do-do-do-do. And then at the same time, it's like, it's exactly like how I felt with Sean. Like, you're presented with a circumstance so many times, like, enough is enough. You have to do something. I know. You have to do something. You have to know, like, this is, like, the right way to go, my dude. So, and then, you know, people could easily paint it like, oh, hey, this isn't the right way. But you know what? No way is the right way. Because no matter what you do, someone's got something to say about it. All and the at time. some point, something's got to give. And if the only way... Like, I'm not saying... It's like, hey, this isn't our first option. We tried doing this. We've like, hey, like, equal rights movement. Feminine act. Like, we've tried being reasonable and going along Peaceful. with your rules. And there is not one society... I have researched it because I care a fucking lot about human rights. I have researched it. Not one society has ever seen a huge monumental shift with a peaceful protest. Every single one has been followed by... or Yes, or like property destruction or like purchasing freezes. Like huge things. Way, all the way, 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 way back. And it goes pro- back to history. You know, but that's and part now, we don't talk about. And this is now where we have that macho problem no, that we were real. talking about. We're swinging the big dick. Like, seriously, like, this is this and is a time. It's a person in charge who is breaking Geneva Convention. For sure. Breaking, and you know what? The people Just who basic are reporting human rights. on it, the people who are reporting on it, are the ones who shot. are in charge. No, they're getting shot and arrested. Like, the media is getting shot and arrested. And now Australia has invested, has opened an investigation into it, like an international. The mayor of Australia, she is a because fox. they She's shot her, it. her crew, and like there's Dude, like shout out Canada to her. is saying something as well. Like, Trudeau, oh, love that guy. You know, and it's like, us, but the Canada, you know, please invade us. 
at some point, what else, something has to give, like, and then I saw, kind of made me happy, I didn't read the article, so I cannot speak to anything other than the picture, and it made me really happy, mm. that, like, people were, like, pulling apart barriers that they had put in front of the White House. No, that was traffic. It's terrible. I, think, I really just don't get myself. I'm not saying I approve murder, but I'm surprised. Just based off of human people, I'm surprised no one has assassinated him yet. Or even, I haven't yeah, heard of an assassinated right? attempt, you know? And if that doesn't go to show you how interested we are in actually doing things peacefully, I don't know what is. Like, you've got the most crazy motherfucker who looks like a goddamn Cheeto claiming that he's With white supremacist. Yeah, and he's like... fucking orange, first of all, okay? Yeah. So let's get that through our head. He's not even he's the color orange. he's preaching for. He's beige. acting a fool. He is acting a fool. He doesn't know what the fuck is up. He can barely he's speak. You know, I subscribed to, um, I bought, I, I reserved some tickets for his rally in Tulsa or whatever, because I want to be a part of the people who don't ever show up. And just to give them a narrative, like, be you know, an like empty seat. I was here. No, I just want to be an empty seat. Like, there's uh, this thing going listen. around, people are subscribing and reserving tickets and not going, so mm. that when he gets there, it's empty. It's supposed to be a, a statement. And I was like, that's something, I can, get, uh, something I can get behind. And so, me being a dumbass, I gave my real number. And the text messages I have been getting are insane. They sound like they're from a fifth grader. And there's one that I got, and it says, The president's disappointed in you for not donating. He's going to personally extend your um, your deadline by three hours. We're trying to make it to five times ten million. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, you didn't wish the president a happy birthday. Would you like to send him a birthday message? It's hard to support somebody like Donald Trump. Like, his messages are crazy. Yeah, that guy's the worst. I showed Ashley all of them, and it was just like, oh my god, I couldn't even. Dude, her mom's not voting for Biden, so I'm curious to see if she's actually going to vote. You know, her her mom is someone that really could go and benefit from a real good conversation, but I don't think she's open to it. Because we've... When I, it was like Ashley's birthday, and I don't know how it came up, but something about like kids being jailed or you know being things. And my thought process was like, you know, I never murdered anybody, so that's a whole another story. However, like I've being. Being the age I am now, and having the opportunity to look back. Because I was lucky enough to yeah, never get bus, caught. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get out of any circumstance I was in. I was lucky enough to never have been caught. My sister, who is the most just beautiful, innocent soul, like she doesn't really drink, she doesn't really smoke. She tried weed one time with a high school boyfriend and the cops rolled up and he ran off. And she was he left. Yep, and she was left. And so she got in trouble. The mo- and you know what? You want to know who was the troublemaker? Her. Me. No, I oh, was. The, I was the troublemaker. I never ever got caught by the police. I never got in trouble. So I oh, had the opportunity to grow as an adult and yeah, as a person. 
I had, I was lucky enough to never get in trouble. So I had the opportunity to look back and be like, wow, like my thought process now and how I reason things now is not the same as when I was that age. And so how something came up when we were there at her birthday about a 14-year-old being arrested and being tried as an adult and whatever. And I just was like, you know, I'm not, you know, if they murder someone and do something crazy, that's different. But if you, like, it's, your thought process is just not the same. And her mom was just like, well, I think it is. It's exactly the same. There's right and wrong. And I'm like, yeah, there is, but... There's like, a lot of great lines, like, when you come from, like, different lines, and I feel like she's, nev- she, she's never had to deal with, like, that diversity. Mm-hmm. And you just don't understand things yeah. the same way when you're a certain age. No, for sure. Like, I understood a big sense of what was right and wrong when I was young, but I yeah, was but still you, learning, like, the little guidelines, and I was learning social pressure, still and I was fighting having a single mom who couldn't afford much, and people judging me for what I wore and if I could go out to eat with them and like I was faced with you know there's this thing where people say well I made good choices but there's a difference because a lot of people had good choices yeah but they didn't make good choices and you know a lot of you know there's a difference between like yeah I shoplifted as a kid but not that it was right or wrong, but, like, I, I didn't, I I I didn't mean, have the option of going shopping, and I saw, like, the stress my mom was in, and yeah. I didn't want to stress her out by being like, hey, mom, people are making fun of me, like, so I tried in my childhood mind to take care of it myself, i.e. shoplifting, and that's why I don't think... I should have been charged as an adult if I got caught for shoplifting. For what? And I wouldn't have been. However, if I was darker or, like, black or whatever, like, I could have been. I would have been. There's a, no, hist- yeah, for there's sure. a history of it. And so it all comes into play. Well, that's just, like, the problem with, like, society, you know? Like, people just always come back to, like, if you're black, like, you're automatically perceived as... Not being up to par. Yeah, like, like, people are always suspicious. Yeah, they're very suspicious, and, like, they see him, like, oh, this guy's doing no right, like, he's got all the problems with him, all the drama, but that's not the case. You know, he's just another guy in another place Mm -hmm. that just happens to be there where you are, or when you are, excuse me, and it fucking sucks, like, to not be able to pick Ashley up last week, just because... It was stressful. Yeah, like, there are five cups that... Five cops at the gas station like to drive past, and I was like, "Which gas station?" Right here at Ollie's. In Eastman. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, right here in Eastman. There's like five fucking cops, and I was like, I just don't feel comfortable driving past. And like when her mom came out, like I was like, so embarrassed to like go out, and like say hi to her mom because she doesn't understand. Exactly, like she's like. How come Malcolm pick you up? Like in the cars here? Like I'm just chilling. I'm not doing anything. Like I'm just. I've got up, and I'm, like, having a beer in my hand. Mm-hmm. And her mom's here, and she's like, I'm Malcolm, and can pick you up? I'm like, I didn't feel comfortable fucking leaving my house. Like, but how do you explain that to someone who's never been in that position to understand that when you walk outside the door, like, when I start my car in the fucking morning, I have a huge, huge issue with maybe I'm coming home, or maybe I'm not. Like, to kiss Ashley in the morning or to... Say goodbye to my dogs is everything. Yeah. 
Well, and because you didn't grow up here, like, you know, we still have a problem with racial bias here, but it definitely is worse and different in a big city. Or well, it's in a worse most of the business, California. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people, and it's usually people who haven't, like, traveled. People or, who haven't gone like, outside the world, who yeah. haven't gone out of where they grew up or their comfort zone. Yeah. Like, I haven't really met... Aside from super privileged people, I haven't really met people who have, like, had the opportunity or experience to travel and mm. see different ways of life. Different cultures. Come back from that and be like, oh, yeah. yep, let's focus on the rich and let's cut down, you know, like, people who, because, like, I just, I'm very so thankful for my mom. Like, she, I asked her a question about trips one time. You know, because I was always questioning her about everything just because that's who I am. And, you know, I asked her one time why we were going to certain places. And she was like, well, I try really hard to go on a trip with you girls at least once a year. Um, in a different out of state because, you know, I think it's important for you to, oh, I'm sorry, to be able to see that, like, not everyone lives the same way. Yeah, it's, it's a people live. It was pretty cool because, like, I noticed that. I think the, I think the biggest time it sunk in though was when I went to like, oh fuck, what was it, Virginia or West Virginia or whatever the fuck, where like the colonial places are. Uh. And um, you know, we were going to like learn, and we stayed. My mom is not a fan of staying in like touristy places so we usually get like a hostel in like <laughs> the like heart of like where we're staying and um we went there and i think the biggest thing i noticed about how different people live is like out here in montana people kind of focus on like having a really nice house no for sure and then a car afterwards. yeah they kind of like find like the things in between to when keep we from went it. to virginia it was like People had the nicest fucking cars, but their houses were shit. And we asked, like, uh, the lobby person about it, the front desk attendant, and he was like, oh, yeah, cars are really important out here. Like, you know, if you don't have a nice car, it's... Yeah, it's kind of just your problem. So that one really definitely gave me an impression. I was like, oh. And that's when I started thinking about how it was out here as far as what was based off of importance and that's kind of when I realized it was definitely about like houses but it's kind of extra judgmental out here I feel like it's about both it, no it's definitely it's about like both houses and cars it's not but even houses and cars both. it's just like living up to things that might lead to more things like you have a nice car so you might have a nice house well no growing up here like if you if you had a friend and you got to their house and it was nice because like a lot of people grew up living in like I'm not saying this is a bad house but like you would have you know mom and kids living in like a house like this and you'd come over and have playdates and whatever so like when you went to middle school or high school or whatever and you went to a friend's house who had that was nice like nice and the first thought you had was like wow what do they do for a living like how can I like how can I live up to that I mean, maybe it was just 
me, but I've definitely seen memes about it, so I don't think it can be just me.